Okay. We're talking rage. We're talking darkness. Just black. That's the topic for today. When I asked Peter, what's the topic? He said black. Yeah, it, well, it, it I start it was uh, from this afternoon really. I was <laughs> thinking about some things that were taking place in my life and uh the I just saw this black like it was just a it was just black and then recognizing that it's I still have the propensity to move into a really really uh dark place Cue the spooky music. I've been emotionally disturbed. The week I've been emotionally disturbed. And I've been emotionally disturbed uh, with work stuff. And I've been emotionally disturbed um, with friends stuff. Um, I've got some things going on with some buddies of mine. One buddy in specific that is, um, you know, coming back into sober sobriety after 14 years. Right? And there's a lot to that oh yeah and so the emotional uh roller coaster started hitting and even in that situation there had been times where i literally just wanted to fucking go off just let's fucking go off and when i go off i go off like i will just hammer 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 and i'm relentless i will not give that person a time to fucking breathe mm. right and uh I didn't have to do that. I could recognize that I was feeling that way and recognize that that's where it was probably going to go. So this is it. so this is this, this is uh, really interesting cuz the beehive is happening in you. Fuck yeah. And that's been that way all this week, most of the week. Yeah, yeah, touch and go. I mean, it's touch and go. It's not I'm not, it's not every day or like all day long, but like certain times during the day it would spring up and there's a, you know, bunch of fucking bees just looking right at me and buzzing around my my trains of thought. And, uh, you know, part of me just really wants to stick my hand in that fucker and get stung. But it's not use, useful. There's, there's no use. It, it, it's, it's just stupid. So what do you tell yourself when those things are occurring? Leave it alone. That's literally, those are the three words that come to me. Just leave it alone, leave it alone, leave it alone. I and I've learned to not speak like that when I'm emotionally disturbed. Right. When I'm emotionally disturbed, I've learned not to not to investigate there, or, t- or interrogate. <laughs> there were yeah, there's there were times when I've had to sit in my driveway to leave it alone to get to let it be left alone before I could enter into the house. I know. Yeah. Because when I, when I when I'm emotionally disturbed and when I'm emotionally hiving, beehiving, no no action 
outwardly is going to be helpful. I literally, I just have to wait for shit to clear. I have to do anything I can to get myself in a position to be cleared. Yeah. And I personally think that that's the most product. That's that's that can that's the most productive way to do it. So so how are you? So how are you? Uh, so what have you learned from this week? Like what 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 do you think has changed now? Like have you adjusted? Have you made any adjustments? Have you had any insights? Have you got a reinforced attitude about anything? Like in regards to your friends, in regards to the other things, like did it help solidify a new kind of posture well, for yourself? Well, the one, th- the one thing is gratitude. I am grateful for this shit because without it, I wouldn't have any challenges. Yeah, and so I immediately, on a daily basis, like I, I could be a couple nights ago, I was just like dying. But I'm sitting there saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't like any of this, and I don't like the way I feel, and I don't like the way I'm thinking, and I don't like how this week has gone. But thank you. Thanks for it. That's been a big thing for me. Because from that place, I am able to let go a little bit more. And I'm able to see things maybe from the other side of the street. And it keeps me open-minded. I don't get so shut tight in it. So um, grateful for that, for sure. Grateful and thankful for all all of the experiences. And then the depth... The depth of it comes more from a place of remembrance. You know, it's all about, it's a, it's a remembrance situation where I got to look at it and go, all right, dude, the world ain't performing in the way you think they should. Who the fuck do you think you are? It ain't your show. It is not your show. There ain't nothing you can do about any of this stuff. Poof. Just let go. Did any did any part of you die? Did any part of you Oh, it always does. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in those moments of pain and then surrender. And that's where all the fucking pain comes from anyways. That's where all the shit comes from anyways my ideas associated with what's what's taking place and i know that and i'm aware of that but that still at times doesn't do anything in terms of how i'm experiencing it Mm. i can still experience it as a thing that's taking place in reality and confuse the two uh very quickly this isn't reality it's a real experience but i'll think it's fucking real right and so i have to be I have to utilize these opportunities and utilize these points of pain and these points of suffering and these points of, you know, remembering that the world isn't, it's not supposed to go according to Peter. And that just increases the depth of it. That just increases the the ability to experience reality, experience peace. 
Like for like for instance, I am a big believer in sitting in shit. So I think one of the things that people do too often is like when they feel uncomfortable or they feel like anxious or depressed or whatever, they'll run around and like with their fucking heads cut off and like try to fix everything. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Same here. Fuck that. Sit in it. Sit in the shit. Yeah. So there's this fucking dude, right? That was that was the turning point of my rebirth. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Go ahead. But there was this guy. I met him I met him at a meeting a couple years ago. And you know, after the meetings there's always like the fellowship part, like where we're hanging out, smoking cigs. I was still smoking, so him and I were just having a few darts after the <laughs> yeah after the meeting <laughs> right before we're going to walk down to Fellini's and grab some pizza uh-huh <laughs> and uh I recognized he was turning him over a little bit more than he normally had and so I went up to him and I was like dude what's going on he's like you're like I'm a chimney you're like a fucking turbulator or something <laughs> like like yeah like, what's going on dude and he was like man my i think my wife is gonna leave me mm. and they've been together for six years mm. and i said well what's going on and he was like well man this untreated alcoholism has just gotten the best of me like i hadn't been doing any of the work and i hadn't been living this way and i you know became really destructive and really uh a real asshole and She's had enough. And I'm just sick about it. That I had known what to do for a long time and I didn't have the ability to do any of it. And so this person that he loves, this person that he loves is on the way out. And we get into this conversation and I start sharing with him similar experience that I had. Uh... A while ago and what I came to see from all of that and I said dude this is the best shit ever it's like I know it feels like you're dying and I know it feels like your world has just been fucking turned upside down but I said this is the beauty this is where I get to sit in this shit and let it take care of itself and learn from this stuff and see myself in it and really, really grow. It's and it's uber painful. I mean, it is a fucking gut wrenching, knotted throat situation. Mm-hmm. And I could see he was going through that, right? And I said, even if you can just sit at night, like if you can just sit in these feelings and you can sit in this garbage, you can just sit in this shit for a couple minutes, like two, three minutes, just sit and then go crazy again. And then just sit again and then go crazy. But like sit with this. Take the time to sit with this. Don't ask for people's opinion. Don't call people. Like, don't run around. Like, just sit. Just get still. Get silent. Like, get still. And, um, anyways, he's like, dude, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Because all the time when I have this stuff go on, like, I'm running around and asking for all this advice and asking for all these opinions. And, like, I just don't know what to do for myself. And I said, yeah, man, because you're not trusting what's in you. You're not trusting your fucking gut. You're not trusting those instincts. You're not trusting that intuition. So anyways, 
we're really getting into it though yeah. like and we're having a and we're laughing and like still smoking cigs and whatever and like walking down to Fellini's and I'm like I'm like dude I'm really excited for you like most people might feel like they're like oh dude it's gonna be okay yeah like hey dude just just go to a couple more meetings and like call your sponsor yeah and like here I am going dude this is fucking great <laughs> this is the shit and now granted he'd been around long enough like, yeah he could understand where I was coming from with this. Yeah. And he'd done enough work in the past to where he knew what I was saying was probably uh, okay. But I just brought this buzz with it. And I was like, don't be afraid of this stuff, man. Like, sit in the fear. Sit in this anger. Sit in this pain. Sit with this. Sit with it. Sit with it. Sit with it. And uh, anyways, like fucking four or five, like four to six weeks later, uh, we'd stayed in touch you know, during that time, like we were talking to each other and he would call me and I'd call him to see how he was doing. And then like six weeks later, he was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He's like, well, we got back together and she moved back into the house. And, uh, I just got my dream job out in, um, out at USC in Southern California. And I said, my man, <laughs> my man, how cool was that? Wow. So here this guy is, right? Like on the brink. He's on the brink of his life, like just sort of being completely like chipped off. Yeah. And uh, he ends up going into that and he goes into that fear and he goes into that shit and he goes into that, all that bullshit, just goes into it, faces it and sits in it. Doesn't do anything, but just sits in it, right? And he said to me, he was like, through that process, dude, like I was really uncomfortable and like I couldn't breathe sometimes and it was like gut wrenching. But what I saw was that uh, I'd had the thing that I'd been looking for the entire time. That's I just so wild. I just missed it. So, yeah, he's he's fucking great, dude. He's he's in California. He's hanging out on the beach. He's got his girl. He's, yeah, he's happily ma like in a way remarried. And it's doing the deal. The thing that's crazy is that is not a rare story. No. Like that is like no. I hear that all the time when people finally commit to like knuckling down and being in the shit without trying to run or escape or fix or finagle it. Like I literally talked to a guy this week who's like decided to or basically did his fifth step, did his fourth, did his fifth step. I hear this all the time when people go into their weeds, they go into their discrepancies when people take make the decision to write out all the things they're carrying around all the shit the fear the anxiety the anger the resentment when you just get it all out and then you and then you and then you share it and then it's like literally it's like you're in the shit for a little bit a week or two you know in that whole process and then crazy fucking shit happens afterwards yeah. Every time. Yeah. I hear that story. I hear the story all the time when people are finally commit to doing the work. Exactly. And that's one thing I've learned. So when I go through fucking weeks like this that are super turbulent and really uncomfortable, they're just uncomfortable. There's no way to spin it. Yeah. Right. Guy says, hey, how you feeling today? I'm like, I'm, un I'm, un I'm uncomfortable. Fucking uncomfortable. I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety. I'm experiencing a lot of fucking fear. I'm just uncomfortable. I don't run from that anymore. Mm. I do not run from that, and I do the best I can not to act out of it. Mm. 
I sit with it and I fucking sit some more. I keep doing my yoga stuff. I keep doing meditation. I keep doing prayer. I do not run around with my head cut off like the fucking world is falling apart and ask 900 different guys <laughs> what it is that they'd have me do here. Like, what do you what do you think I should do with this? What do you think? I oh, dude, like, you know, forget that shit. Like, that dude's just, you know, fuck him, blah, 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 right? Like, okay, you go to the next guy, and then he's like, you know, you go to the next dude, and he's like, well, you know, Pete, like, well, you know, I mean, what's our code? What the fuck's the code? He's like, love and tolerance, love and tolerance. man. <laughs> love and tolerance, man. Love and tolerance is the code. I'm like, okay, all right, thanks, man. Thanks you, for sharing. Yeah, you call your sponsees? Maybe you should call your sponsees. You go check on them? Did you go bring a meeting somewhere? Yeah, like did you bring a meeting to someone? Did you, <laughs> did you, yeah, did you call your sponsees? Did you, like, help someone today? Like, did you do all... Ugh. I'm like, okay, great. That's great. Isn't that wild? You think those... You, when you first get sober, those are the answers because you just got to stop doing drugs. <laughs> but once that's over, it's like those are no longer the answers. Those are what... That's this is the other two. The other takeaway is like, yeah, shift happens. All of a sudden you're 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 at those things to contribute. You're not there to fucking work. <laughs> the yeah. work is done on your on your time. Yeah. <laughs> not on the group's time. Right. <laughs> the group. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> but see, there comes this. I had it so backwards <laughs> for so long. I know. So did I. <laughs> So did I. And when I, but like when I was thinking that way, there's no way I, there's no way I can be sober. I couldn't stay sober. <laughs> like I couldn't stay sober. As soon as I start getting interested in like this work and this inner stuff, I'm sober. Yeah. And I stay sober one day at a time. You're alive and living too, which is also interesting. That's the point though. Yeah. Like that's the fucking point. And it's, it's about, <laughs> The only way, the only way out is through. Yeah. So the only way that I can move is through. I, I, I can't duck, dodge, dive, and fucking weave my way around all this stuff. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to tiptoe around this shit or I'm yeah. going to like, you know what I mean? I'll bounce over here for a little bit and then come yeah. back to this when I feel better. Yeah. Or, or I'm just going to, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to hide in the fucking cupboard until everything goes away. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to hide in the cupboard until everything goes away. And that's what I was doing for the longest time. I would just hide away, like too afraid to ask her on a date, too afraid to fucking show up to the, you know, the birthday function, too afraid to fucking speak my piece or share my opinion or share my thoughts or too afraid to give like, fuck, would I give anything to anybody? No, couldn't do that. Right. Because mm -hmm. no one's given to me. It's all fucking fear shit. Bull, 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 right? All the time. <laughs> it's just shitty. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, I come into this thing where it's like, no, dude, you just go through it. You just fucking go through it. You don't have to react and you don't have to lose your shit. And it's a-okay to be fucking uncomfortable. And it is a-okay to be miserable. And it is a-okay to be upset. And it is a-okay to do weird things from time to time. You are not a fucking, you know, uh, defective human being. Like, yeah. just sit just sit in this right sit in this stuff and then let whatever's going to happen come to you let whatever thought and i always fucking know that's the thing i always fucking know dude like anytime there's a lot of pain anytime there's a lot of like disturbance and i just get really really silent and sit there with it i all then an answer always comes out of that Hey, what do I do here? 
right? I was telling this, telling my buddy uh, last night we were talking, and I said, you know what happened, man? I was sitting and sitting and sitting, and I had the thought of what to do. And the thought was, leave it alone. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then the, this is the thing, right? It's that, so yeah. leave it alone is what came to me. Uh-huh. And then I said to my buddy, I was like, well, fuck that. I don't want to leave it alone. <laughs> I don't want to leave yeah. it alone. Yeah. And that right there is your fucking problem. That right. Is. And so the answer is to leave it alone and let it let it let it do its thing. Let yep. it dance its dance. And I'm in there going, well, no, I don't want to fucking leave it alone. I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I want to interject this thing. And I want to make it go that direction. And I don't have to. And so the challenge is, and the, if, if I did not have that practice, if I did not have the awareness to fucking sit in the bullshit, I never would have had that thought. And I never would have had the fucking balls to just trust the thought. Yeah. Who would have thought? And that's what happened to my buddy that moved out to California. That's what happened to a lot of people I know, right? Like me. It happens to fucking happen to you. I've got it on the laptop. So a lot of times when I'm really in that space, I'll start writing to I don't know who I'm talking to, but they always give me the fucking truth. It always shows up on the page. It says it says the same thing, albeit in different words. Do nothing. Right. And then it says, Well, when do I when do I when do I, when will I know what to do? You won't. And then I have to go, Well fuck. You know, like that's the answer. Yeah. And the so to bring it full circle back around to the darkness piece, like what we're talking about in that pain and that like that uh, uncomfortable experience, like that stuff, that is a form of darkness. That is a form of of emotional uh, pain. That's just a you know it's a it's a low fucking sticky energy. Uh, it's hard to swallow. It's hard to function. It's hard to yeah. think. It's really, it's hard to do anything that I have a commitment for. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the darkness stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. The, the problem is not the darkness. That stuff is okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the, that the, the, the fucking, um, blackness was okay. Yeah, me either. I thought that that was something I had to fix or, or like I had to costs. run around, right? Yeah. Which was, that was, those were my moments in the, in the coffee shop at Dunbro's at fucking 7.30 in the morning, right? Yeah. Like I got to run around it. I used to go to the fucking Lifetime Fitness uh, in Minneapolis at six o'clock in the morning on a, on, just so I could get in the steam room because I was still hammered, right? Like I didn't know that it was okay to just stay in my apartment and die. <laughs> like I didn't have to go to the steam room. Yeah. I didn't have to go and fix anything. The fact was my body, I'm intoxicated and all I had to do was leave my body alone and it would take care of itself. Yeah. That was yoga today for me. Yeah, of course. And you, I was really, really, not that I watched a lot of your practice, but like when I saw you just chilling, I was like, dude, my man, <laughs> Yeah, that's the fucking deal. That's the most powerful that's the most honoring my body and honoring where I'm at is a very powerful thing. Yeah. It's, 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 it was so cool that the, I was having the thought like usually it's visceral for me when, when my body starts wanting to quit, I never will allow it. Like I, I, there's a feel, there's like a feeling associated with, there's no way I'm stopping before everybody else 
There's no way I'm cutting the sec- this workout short. It's like a visceral feeling. But today it was just like so peaceful, so aware. Yeah. I was like, I'm just got to lay this one down. The thought occurred like, you know, the thought was like, you should keep pushing. That's what you do. And yeah. Was, no. Do you, do you remember that shit, though? Like, do you remember those those moments like in a workout? Oh, or yeah. like in a like you know you start to feel like fatigued and you're oh yeah you're and it's like no fuck this I gotta push and push and push yep. and push and push yep that's miserable it is it is and it's unnecessary and I found it's not that productive it isn't and the, and this is the thing too is like in weight training in cardiovascular exercise like there's a there's a push that is pushing your body to its limit but it's not your fatigue or your energy level like it's it's a different t- type of feeling when you're exercising to the point of fatigue it's just a problem like you don't need to be doing that dude there's a, i listened to this dude talk about a story where he wrote he don't wants to do 20 miles on his bike every day and he times it right so one day he decides i'm not going to push 110% the way i always do i'm going to coast 80 80% today and i'm going to enjoy all the scenes that i never look at and all the the weather, and I'm gonna be there for the experience. Right. I'm always huffing it. Yeah. So he he goes out, rides his 20 miles, enjoys the shit out of it. The final timer, he was like a minute slower. Like it was nothing. It barely right. shaved off any time at all. Right. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I have more energy. And I'm not tired. I'm not dead tired. Right. It's crazy. Right. Like there was this part where I was wasting energy. Right hyper undisciplined wasting energy and always exhausted always unfit just miserable really just miserable and the point of all this is that when it gets uncomfortable and it gets painful and it gets you know dark and it gets crazy i don't fucking have to run around that is part of being a human being and i accept myself I accept that's that stuff in me as much as I accept the peace and the gratitude and the you know all the 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 cool things that that I get to experience more regularly than I do the other side. Yeah, you also you don't even have to you don't have to push the wound either. You don't have to press the wound. You can just let it. <laughs> no, which I like to do. I used to like to do that all the time. Yeah. Like let's just make let's just make your depression worse. <laughs> I mean, so like if there was anything that I I could do to like make my anxiety or make my depression worse, I was doing it. (laughs) Right. Like I was I was I was doing that to make it worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And And then it gets to a place that's like your family doesn't even know what to do with you. (laughs) Like. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, that's wild that the yoga metaphor that, that like, I just had to, I just had to lay it down, dude. It was like, don't push this. Don't, don't press this. It's all, your body obviously is having an issue right now. Like no, but it's isn't very that, apparent. Isn't that a cool thing to be able to recognize? I've never do, been though? able to. That's when we left it, when we left outside, and we're sitting out there. I was like, this is crazy because I'm not emotionally disturbed. I'm mentally clear and I am aware that my body is just fucked up right now. When I push, when I press the button and continue to push through, now I'm emotionally fucked up and mentally fucked up. It's like I don't I can't tell the difference between what's happening with me. I think everything's I'm fucked by everything. Right. It's not just a piece of it. It's like that's the darkness as well. It's like 
with the awareness of what is occurring when you get yourself to sit in that shit and it's like this is the other cool thing too is you don't have to go find shit you don't have to run at shit. You don't have no, to look for shit to go. It's already sit there. In. It'll, it'll shit will look. It'll, it'll find you. <laughs> it'll, find. it'll fucking find everyone. It's gonna find you. <laughs> and when it does, <laughs> when it does, the awareness of it is the light. Yeah. Just sit in it. Yeah. And I love what you were sharing. And if and if you have a god son, pray. <laughs> No, I'm just, but like thankful, like you were saying, thank you. Like, because like, that's the, like I said, the turning point for me was Vernon fucking Howard, mystic path to cosmic power. When he had the whole chapter about how to get through anxiety, grief uh, and depression, it was like, listen, this is a great fucking thing. You're going to sit here. You're going to recognize it's happening to the entity that you think is you, the organism of your body. You're going to watch that. You're going to feel it. You're going to observe it. And you're not going to do shit. You're going to let it pass through. And when he said it, it was like, this is psychological growth. This is what's occurring. You are growing through this. Yeah. And in it's so cool the way he worded it in the book. He's like, this is how you end pain and suffering forever. And like, that's what, why I love the mystics so much, because they'll look you dead in the eyes and they'll say, this doesn't have to occur anymore. And you believe them because they don't live in it anymore. Yeah. They've grown above it. They've grown through it. They're not there. It's 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 disseminated itself. It's dispersed itself. It's been taken away because they've sat and they've honored it. And if I just leave it alone and do that, then I can see it. And when I can see it, it doesn't have an effect on me. Mm-mm. It's when I can't see the shit that I'm fucked. <laughs> oh yeah that's when i'm really really screwed which is wild because like i it, it once again i can't say it was me like i don't know i got lucky that i was able to see it th- today i don't know how that happened <laughs> no it's great but it's because yeah. it's because of the practices that you've put into your life yeah yeah it's the pra- and honestly it's like anyone listening to this 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 is what i do as i just listen to other people yeah. that's the practice listening to others yeah. reading others digesting it yeah and then having the experience, then you know. You have the experience and you know. Yeah. I mean, and like for me now, I like this week, for instance, right? I, a couple nights ago, I'm like going to jump in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, I just start fucking laughing because I'm, I'm thinking, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's coming home. Like, here we go. We're in for another, <laughs> for another round, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I find that so funny today. Like yeah. it, it doesn't, it, it's not uh, debilitating. It's just, it's more, it's so, it's so, um, so much more rooted in comedy. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I understand the seriousness of it. I, I totally do because, you know, it's the same shit that, I mean, <laughs> literally took me to a loony bin three times you know it's yeah now it's like oh my god i can't believe i allowed all of that stuff to just take me out yeah it just took me out well because we don't know what it is and we identify with it and we wrap ourselves up in it and it becomes who we are and we can't tell the difference we can't get separation yeah because we become what we're feeling we become what we what we think and it's like oh shit and and it's hilarious it's hilarious that my my only moments of comedy this this week 
um, for the most part, have come from my own insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Where I'm just looking at it going, dude, really? <laughs> here we, yeah, here we you are kn- again. You, kn- you know this isn't real. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, fuck, I don't want to let it go. <laughs> Man, well, it's like, it's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's loosened. Over time, your grip just gets loosened. It gets loosened, and you have to sit there while it's gripping itself. It sucks. It's it's just it's shit. It can be shitty, but it's like it's getting loosened. But see, when the fucking storm comes in, when the opportunity's there, when the shit finds me, and I'm experiencing it, that's the opportunity, right there. I got to go into it. <laughs> I've got to get in. I can't run around it. That's the fucking growth opportunity. Gotta sit. Gotta be aware, man. Like this, this, this thing is. This is a big one. This is a big one. I've got four or five different instincts at play here, and they're all being fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> my sex instincts being fucked with. My security instincts being fucked with. My social instincts being fucked with. Right. And they're all fucking hyper. They're all gone way beyond their intended purpose. And it's emotional and it's turbulent and it's crazy. Yeah. That's the shit. That is that is literally it. That is the moment to go, okay, I'm gonna go sit in this. I'm gonna leave it alone and I'm gonna sit. And I'm gonna feel it and I'm gonna experience it and I'm gonna soak it all in and see what comes out of it. See what comes out of it as a result of just leaving it alone. Why wouldn't an individual want to come up with their own fucking intuitive answers? Like, well, because I, we, I mean, I guess I know why. It's kind of a rhetorical thing, but no, I know. But I know what you know you're what saying. saying. It's like well, fuck. Well, because we don't know how. I haven't. I've not known how. Like this, all this stuff is super fascinating and still intriguing to me because. The only people this the only people that are talking really talking about this shit are dead. They're dead. I have to read their words. <laughs> I have to watch their old tapes and lectures. They're not here. That's a good point. <laughs> so like and it's not like they're dead because they went too far into the pain, you know. <laughs> but they're dead because they old age or whatever. Like they're just yeah. mi- they're old mystic fucking philosophers. Yeah, and they left some crumbs of uh Truth for matter us. of fact, yeah, and they did, and and I don't know, it's just, and also like some of the stuff, like, also the way it's presented, like I've tried to listen, I do listen to Ram Dass, and I and I and I, and some of those other yoga teachers, and it's so simple that I couldn't make sense of it when I listened to it. Now it is like because literally all Ram Dass is saying is breathe. Where is it? It's in your breath. That's what he's saying. That's basically all he's saying is when it comes down to it and there's something to be done, 
what you're doing is breathing. <laughs> exactly. Super. And I used but that's to what like, we're saying. That's what we're saying too. But same like, thing. But like that, it's the exact same thing. But for some reason, I couldn't link on to it when he was saying it because the depth of the I just I couldn't like. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't tie. I can't make the ties. I can't make. I, it does. I can't link it together. Yeah, you have to for have myself. Some, yeah, because you have myself. to have some like guiding into it. To and also you need the the guiding out of it. Like it's like a whole hero's arc or journey is like this. This is a process. It's not like a. You know, it's it's I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me that the reason why this stuff isn't really being discussed is because for one, and I've been guilty of this, we want to have the answers. Like I wish I could have a practical program or a practical system that could be applied that you could follow instructions to know what to do to get to where you're trying to go. I wish I could I've tried to create it. I've tried to I've tried to manifest that shit. I've tried to understand the limits of human cognitive and emotional fluidity to try and crack the code on like being right. And it's just, no, it's not possible. It's just not possible. Nietzsche went crazy, fucking insane. Yeah. He would have been an interesting guy to have a beer with. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. That's what I learned this week too, is like the reason, the reason Nietzsche, Nietzsche, whatever you want to call him, the reason he went insane was because he was, he was actually coming to terms with, Eastern teachings in a Western language and a Western culture that had no ability to to um, to align with or connect with or or sustain the depths at which he was trying to explore. There just wasn't language for it. And everybody was everything was so authoritarian, authoritarian and indoctrined by their um, system of beliefs. Right. It was like he was a one-man army trying to solve the problem of existence. But if he were in India, they'd have been like, yeah, dude, we know. We know. And we've all worked through it. It's suffering. Everything's suffering. And we know how to work through it. We know how to get out of it. You know, and, and this is our practice. And this is our technique. But he didn't have that. And so many of these other other writers and stuff I've listened to that, like Kafka was another one that had just gone crazy. And insane is because, and I almost went crazy and insane. Like I truly almost did here because I couldn't find people to connect with on these these types of, this type of understanding. Because it's it's rare. It's rare, you know. I, and I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Yeah, that is a good point. I I've come I, I haven't come across a lot of uh, a lot of people really that can. Uh, I guess it's more from a philosophical point of view, like get involved with this. I remember a funny story, man. Like I was getting into, uh, I was reading uh, Walden's Pond, and I was, I had gotten in trouble at school. I think it was in like eighth grade or whatever, and my dad had to pick me up, and we went to this barbecue rib place on the way back to the house and I had my book out and my dad was like what's that I was like oh have you ever heard of uh HDT <laughs> Henry David Thoreau yeah <laughs> he's like no what's that and so I started explaining to him about has anybody ever referred to Henry David Thoreau's HDT before now or is that <laughs> I don't know I that's <laughs> that's what I I think that was a that was the first time yeah that's what I call him <laughs> and uh <laughs> so when my dad's looking at me and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> 
And at the time, in truth, I didn't really know what I was talking about either. Yeah. I was intellectually following what he was communing, communicating. Even his stuff I misrepresented completely. Uh, but I was already starting to grapple with some of those ideas. And, um, yeah, I mean, my dad looked at me like I was a fucking Martian. Like I was a total zombie walking walking around with, like, total space cadet. And the point is, is that I was already starting to play with some of this stuff, like play with some of these ideas and play with some of this transcendence, if you will, of like, you know, there's so much pain, so much suffering that I just wanted a way out. Like I wanted to. You crack the code, find out how to evolve past the humanity. I wanted to move past this, 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 uh, these illusions and these, and my, my thing was dude, like when I was growing up, my, I, I had this thing that was in my head and I'd say like, this can't be the way it is. You weren't wrong. I didn't know I wasn't wrong at all. But I remember thinking to myself, like, this is just really doesn't make sense Mm-mm. because like here I am and I'm 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 completely miserable and I'm good at a lot of things and I have a lot of opportunities to do life. And uh, I hate it. I hate this whole thing. I hate all of this. This cannot be the way a human being was meant or intended to experience their life. And then the fucking fuck, you know, the the door would shut and then I'd go, you know, insane for another few years. And then all of a sudden I'd find myself in a troubling situation and I'd be like, dude, this can't be the way it is. Mm. And that was sort of something that perpetuated throughout my early existence. And then all of a sudden I look back on that and I go, dude, you were right. It doesn't, it's not the way it is. You were just living in a fucking dream world in a dream land with like confusing truth from falsehoods. You just didn't. There wasn't any, you know, you, and you just did the best you could with everything until it finally broke open to where you could see some things a little bit differently, right? And then walking into that over the last few several years, you know, um, it becomes more and more simplified and more and more, like, easy to understand and easy to see and easy to practice. And part of that is understanding that like these guys that wrote these books all of these guys that wrote their books and had their own individual experiences right and Sajiguru talks about that he's like the religious person likes to be told what to do or told what to believe right the uh he had another example of another thing but he said the yogi or the you can call it the mystic if you will is interested in the experience for himself or herself. I want to experience the fucking trueness of the whole thing. And I'm not going to be told what to believe and what not to believe. I'm going to experience it for me. So I I know, right? And that's sort of what happens to us in recovery, I think. And that's sort of what happens to those all of those guys and, and women that had written those books. Right. They wrote their own fucking book. So I don't look at the other bits of information as like something to chase. I look at it as as a conduit or a like, um, you know, pieces like a puzzle piece that like I can saturate myself with for me. Yeah, it, it interlocks. 
It, like everything kind of connects into a deeper understanding. It's yeah. So like you read Merton, right? Like I don't know if you've ever read you're, any of Merton. You're the stuff. second person who's mentioned him this week. What do I need to look at first? Well, I uh, there's a couple things, but No Man Is an Island is a really interesting book, right? But it's like a fuck. It's really fucking challenging because of how it's written and like where he's coming from, and it's it, they're hard to follow. So I've got No Man Is an Island, and I. Um, I've went through most of it, and before I start the book, I'm like, look, I have no clue what's, like, I have no clue of what's coming out of this, like, none whatsoever, but I'm like, whatever's supposed to stick is going to stick. Whatever I can see, I'm going to be able to see, and so I just read it, and I don't care about, like, how it's written or, like, its context yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I just, just taking it. Yeah. yeah, I just read it and, like, comprehend as much as I can, yeah. and then I leave whatever's supposed to f- flow out of that then I can I can work with that for myself. Yeah. But it's not like I have to get... Something every, gospel truth. Yeah, right, but like, not, you know, every fucking point and yeah, every yeah, no. paragraph. And like, I don't underline and anything. I just read it. And sometimes I can read like a couple of pages of Merton and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking fried. Uh, Thomas, you're out of control, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Because ultimately, I want it uh, for me. I want to have I want it to be my own book so that I can share my own story and my own experience authentically with other people and then maybe have some sort of emphasis for them to create their own story or their own book. You know what works for them because that's what all these guys did. That's what all these women did. They they wrote their their own story. This is this is what works for me. Like Yogananda, right? That's a story. He's talking about his story from the beginning all the way to the end of like what happened and these interesting things that he experienced. They were his experiences. They weren't theories and they weren't like, there wasn't a bunch of like being told what to believe. Yeah. And that's what I really am attracted to. Like, I love the, I love the people that just come out with it. And I'm like, like Eckhart Tolle, he's like, yeah, dude, you know, I was walking around and I was depressed and had, you know, severe bits of anxiety and this, and I was really struggling. I didn't know what to do with my life. And, all of a sudden, you know, I'm thinking about committing suicide and this had been ruminating in my mind for a long time and I walk outside and I sit on a park bench and then boom, it happens, right? Like the whole fucking thing breaks loose. All of a sudden he goes from a place of complete despair and complete fucking craziness into a place of peace and serenity and it's never left him, right? He's able to share that experience and then he's able to talk about what it was like for him moving into that place and how he sees it now and that's very, very beneficial to people because there's a lot of people walking around that are fucking really hurting. They're in a lot of pain, right? But Eckhart Tolle's not sitting there saying like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And like, this is, this is what you should do. He's talking about it from an awake perspective, from a personal perspective, really, really cool stuff. And that's why I think people love the fucking guy. Sajaguru, same thing. He gets a little more telly because he's really educated, but like, he, you can tell he has an experience that transcends uh, normalcy, right? It transcends what the baseline would be for a uh, human being. And you just get that, just listening to the guy talk, you're going, whoa. Like, this dude really had, like, something happened. I don't know, like, if it all happened, you know, but, like, you know there was some sort of transformation that took place just by the way he communicates and the things he laughs at. Like when he's laughing and no one in the crowd is laughing. Mm. Right? 
interesting stuff. Something happened to the guy because he wouldn't be laughing if he wasn't attached to the fucking to the crowd. Mm. So it's you see what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, about yeah. it's about this. It's about the individual journey, the individual journey that's a part of the collective whole and then coming to terms with with what what I run on and what my book is like what my what my MO is. That's because I was always chasing your MO. Right. Right. And that's the cool part about this is that it's an individual thing. It's for each individual to come to terms with themselves. Yeah, they're going to have their own unfolding of re- of reality. They're going to have their own experience with it. Yeah. And it's going to form fit itself directly to your your natural proclivities, your natural curiosities, your natural interest. Like it will shape itself to you. Like life will There's this there I was listening to the song on the way here where it's called Don Quixote. We might and we might and that might be the good way to end it with this song. But at the very beginning it goes life is yours to create. It's like this audio thing that plays. Mm. I was thinking about it on the way over here and I was thinking it's kind of it's kind of not true. Life will create itself the best for you if you're able to let go. If you're able to not know. If you're able to lean into that unknown, lean into that darkness yeah. without doing anything. Like yeah, and see, then what happens is that then I become, I become like really authentic, and I become like cleaned up and like very comfortable. Life becomes my own ideas. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the f- fucking world will just, uh, it will shape itself in uh, your best interests. Yeah, in unison with that. Yes. Right, and then I can fucking play with that a little bit too. Like I've got to say in this stuff, I've got to say in right, like, but it's not. It's it's the it's the that connectedness to the whole the whole fucking show, that whole thing. Like I'm a part of this dance and I'm a part of this flow and I'm in it. And so when I get that pain and I get that suffering, I get that that shit like we're talking about. If I can just sit there and I can let all of the untruths, all of the things that aren't real, all of the things that I'm mistaken about. If I can just leave those things alone and let them sort of wash off of me like fucking, you know, water on a duck's back. Like just let that let let it do its job, let your let your body let your mind let your soul do do its job. Leave it alone, and then all of a sudden there's those little nuggets of fucking truth that are right there. And then bang, I plug into that, and then the fucking world, then the universe reacts to it. Opens up, hundred percent, right? Ex- I leave. Experience gets more alive, gets more connected, yeah. gets more engaging. And most importantly, out of all of that, is that. I end up having a greater capacity to uh, connect and be a part of the world. So my idea of separateness starts to diminish. My idea of, oh, you're that, I'm this, starts to go away. It starts to expand itself. So I can walk around in the world and I don't have to feel as separate from everybody else I don't have to feel like a fucking island I don't have to feel like I'm out in left field I can feel like hey man like we're actually doing this dance together like going into yoga right you go into a yoga class and you got 33 34 people just moving around walk into that class and go ah I'm in this with all of you like we're all doing this dance together it's a microcosmic idea but it's the whole thing and that's what I'm talking about, right? Like sitting in that pain and sitting in that shit allows me 
to let go of all the stuff that's not real and that's the stuff that's blocking me from you that's the stuff that's blocking me from my fe- from my fellow people from my brothers and sisters right mm. it's blocking me mm. that's why that's so important it's so important not for me to not run around with my head cut off because if i do then i don't get to actually let go of the things that are fucking holding me back i end up adding more and more onto that and then that just makes me more and more isolated and if i keep going down that path i know exactly where i go i go right to a fucking mental hospital <laughs> Like, I got the fucking slippers on, yeah. and I got the lady coming in saying, hey, just checking on you. Dude, you just checked on me 15 minutes ago. I know. It's protocol. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I'm f- like, whatever, right? That's where, I, that's where I will go, and that's where a lot of people will go. That's where a lot of people will end up. Did you ever listen to that David Foster Wallace uh, commencement speech? Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Like, talk about calling a spade a spade. Man. He was on it. Yeah. I wish he stuck around. Me too. Like, he was a he was a, a genius, right? But, like, you know, those are the examples of what happens with fucking hyperactive thinking. Yep. His it, is a great example of that. He's a genius. He was a total genius. Absolute uh, it's it's the need and and I th- and I I think I'm going to go out on limb and say this the need to to write to clarify your point of view or your perspective is in some sense a selfish act inherently and you know I I look up I look up to guys that can do that you know cuz I wanted to be those guys and I was I will say I was I got a 150,000 page manuscript on the computer but like at the end of the day, man, like that's not living like, you know, and, and it's and I would much rather have DFW <laughs> DF dubs here, dude. I'd rather him be here than have the need to explain or clarify things for us. If that, you know, like I'd rather him just be here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we lo- we end up we end up uh, we don't necessarily lose, but uh we end up having a limited limited experience with people that are um, like real gems, you know, shooting stars. And I think there's a lot of uh, like real gems in recovery, in my experience. Like there's a lot of really beautiful people that have a lot of really interesting experiences and a lot of really interesting ideas. And um, you know, we end up not being able to maybe experience as many people like that as we possibly can because. Um, you know, the nature of, uh, the nature of addiction and alcoholism. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a, it's a mental deal. And that thinking is really, really powerful. And so, uh, if I can come to some place where I can leave that stuff alone and just sort of. That's where the thank you comes into play too. Fuck yeah. Really? Yes. Really? Because like, I I could have I should have been DFW I should have been Kafka I should have been Nietzsche I should have been in the like I should the fact that we can sit here and have this discussion and I somehow did not eliminate myself in the process of trying to unpack myself or unpack or uncrack the code on these things right it's 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 luck like like when we were leaving yoga and you said I wanted to say it but I didn't because I'm still not comfortable with it yet I don't know why I wanted to say, 
good luck with the with the baby like good luck on your on your pregnancy i'll be thinking about you like i wanted to say it and yeah. i thought it but i didn't yeah but you know it's true we need it we need the luck luck is important yeah absolutely absolutely and then you know right like understanding that i have an obligation as a human to do my thing and right dance my dance like that each one of those people that I admired or looked up to, and I admired David Foster Wallace. Like I had re- read, um, Infinite I, Jest. Yeah, inf- well, Infinite Jest was the first book that I read of his in high school, and loved it. I mean, it was just a really, it was an awesome, awesome uh, experience for me. And you know, I'm sicker than a dog at the time when I'm reading it, like mentally, but that's probably why I loved it so much. But like, I just saw the genius in, in him and the way that he put words together and the way that he constructed sentences and thoughts and how the whole thing was just sort of this twisting, winding like story, right? It was beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how does a human being write something like this? <sighs> it's a, t- it's a total gift. So I, like, I'm instantly attracted to the way that he writes and then I want to obviously know more about the guy. And then, right, like you end up seeing, man, a lot of fucking pain. So much. A lot of suffering. Yeah. A lot of destructiveness, like a beautiful person. <laughs> but so, so, but understanding that that was his, that's his life. Like that's his life. I don't even think anymore. I'll sometimes ask the question, like, how did it, how did, how do I get to still walk around? Like, how do I still get to put shoes on in the morning and brush my teeth and, like, go to work? Like, go to a job? Like, do these... Sometimes it's a bit baffling for me to even understand what I'm doing on a daily basis. Because I don't know why, like, those three experiences didn't take me out. Mm. Like, I don't know how I made it there and then out of it. And like what for now I'm here and it's like, yeah, exactly. So yeah. there, th- I what don't makes me different. What makes like what any of that stuff? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. And I don't believe that like, you know, I would hear sometimes like, Oh, well the fact that you're still around means that you have a, like a, like a purpose or something. I don't necessarily feel that. I, I think it's more of, I think I'm here from a sheer place of spontaneity. Like it happened for me to stay alive and somebody like, you know, another person that ended up doing it. Well, this is the other thing, you know, did it. So, uh, so I've had, so the last time one of my closest friends committed suicide you know, everyone's feeling bad. There's a there's a part of me that actually feels happy that she, that she's free. Oh, you, I you get know? that hundred percent. And that's I think that's like it, purpose is irrelevant. Like anybody can create a purpose. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I like, know. Like I know, when, I, some, exactly when someone comes out of it and they're like, "Oh, you have a purpose. Like you're a chosen one." That's not what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. literally there are things worse than death. Yeah. And so, like, there's nothing to really talk about. Yeah. I'm not, like, I don't have any fear of death anymore. That's something that I'm completely comfortable with. There's, I don't have any fear of dying. 
that's gone. Death, death, death for me today is more of, it's a liberation. It's, it's something that like, it's sort of like if I reverse it and look at being born, it's a being a birth is a commencement. It's a beginning. But as soon as the beginning's there, then the end begins. Like it's a beginning and an end at the same time. So it just it just flows. It's just a it's just a fluid thing. And the great thing, the thing about being a human being is that we have free will to be able to do whatever we want whenever we want to, essentially, right? Like either conditioned or non-conditioned, uh, conscious or unconscious. It doesn't really. We can still f- float around and make decisions and do things, right? So like. You, I don't know if you would ever see um, like a squirrel shoot themselves. I've, I, I don't know if it's possible. It would be, I mean, can an animal commit suicide? I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah. So a human being can commit suicide, which is the ultimate act of free will. Like that is the, the, the ability actually to pull the plug on the life experience is ultimate power. Like, that's a really powerful thing when, if a person can do that. I tried to do it several times, and I I couldn't fucking do it. Like, I couldn't get there. And then other people do it. And so, like, when I look at it, being cl- being in that type of experience, I'm like, well, I understand. I understand that, like, it gets to a place where it's so, it's so challenging, and it's so, it's so delusional, and it's so chaotic and fucking hairy that, like, the only way the only way out of this thing is to end it see that's what's that's so this is what's so it's it's uh, i want to i want to touch on this <laughs> we've been going dude it we're at 2 hours yeah we got some good stuff to like i want to touch on the, i want to touch on this though this is so the image the image of my friend leah still kind of haunts me like imagining her in her closet noosed up yeah hanging there haunts me the fact that she was that she committed and that's that's how we found her right um because i think i know pain but i don't know that type of pain you know and so it's like i don't know it's it's and then i think about alan watts and some of his last words when he was dying and he was saying, basically, why do I have to go now? I just I want to do a little more adventuring, you know. And he was one of those types of guys. That when you listen to him, you think he's totally fucking cool with it. Like he's he's good with death. That's the vibe he presents. He has a he understands it. He knows it. Calls it as it is. But his final approach into the 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 unknown was, I wish I had a little more time. Yeah, that a, that scares the shit out of me. That's desi- why that's why I'm afraid of death. I'm not afraid of the concept of it. I'm afraid of getting there and not being ready or not being tired. Yeah, the desire to go on. Yeah, like the desire to keep to keep going. Yeah, and I like look. I think there's completely there's a human there's a human desire to keep to keep playing. Like I, I'm not ready to get out of the game yet. I you know I want to keep playing. And I feel that today where I'm excited and interested about moving forward, like continuing this thing, this life thing. And I'm excited about that. I'm more excited about that than I am, than I have fear of death. 
So for me, the death piece is, and and I'm not saying this to be morbid, but I have been your friend Leah in a closet like that. I've I've been there, and if it hadn't been for my mom, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh, walked out of that, right? So like something in that time and space was taking care of me, and it went from my, you know, like it was that could have been me. So again, like we talk about, well, what's the purpose, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how Leah has to go to that place. Right. And, and I'm doing the same thing. And then there, my mom is like coming in, you know, crying and take, you know, like getting me out of there. Um, and so I'm, I, I get to live. And so like from that place, I understand that pain per se. Like I, I can't speak for her obviously, but like I, I've been to that place and having gone to that place, the idea of death isn't, uh, isn't fearful. Mm. The fear is more about not living, like not being able to live. So whenever the, time is up I'd like to be in that spot and go you know I experienced the light stuff I experienced the dark stuff I took responsibility for my life I did the best I could with what I had and I played a hand at the table I really played a hand at the table and I grappled with this thing I was in it and I was playing with it and I was trying to figure it out and I was doing the best I could, and I made decisions, and I made choices, and I took risks, right? And I made sacrifices, and I've got a bunch of scars, and I've got a bunch of memories of a variety of different things. I've experienced all the emotions. I've experienced, you know what I mean? Like having a fully well-lived life. And I don't think a, f- a well-lived life is, a full life is external stuff. I think a full life is like an internal stuff. And so I feel personally that I've covered a lot of ground in 33 years, but I'm still excited to see what what I can cover or you know what I can experience from the rest. So it's more about that living dancing part than it more is on the death side if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a really good movie and you're just like I you accidentally look at your watch and realize it's going to be over soon and you're like fuck. Yeah, and the movie's got the shit and the movie's got the everything drama, in it. And the movie's got every bit of emotion that you could ever ever want. Yeah. And that's kind of how I'd I'd want to I want to play it. Not and I'm not talking about like fucking recklessness or like you know like being a tornado. I'm talking about um you're talking about thriving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And thriving in my own way on my yeah. own time. And the o- the way that only you can and whoever listening can. And I I think we're going to have to cut the first hour, the entire first hour because the last hour was so good. Like I think this is is one of those things. Like, I I was I was talking I was talking to Reed before this week, and I was like, man, when we do the show, I th- I don't think I want to edit it anymore. I want to just release everything and just release it as it is. But as I'm sitting here, well, I we can't have fucking two hour pod. Like, or can we? I yeah, yeah, you can have you can have you can do whatever you want. You can do a twenty four hour. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could. Uh. <laughs> But the, uh, but the thing the thing is, it's just interesting. It's like, I think some of the stuff we touched on is so valuable. Like, 
even though I don't want to. I just don't want to edit anymore. It's just my laziness. It's like, I don't know if it's laziness. I just, I'm not interested in it anymore. I'm good at it. And I did it last night and it was dope. It was fine. And it's one of those resistance things that like I have resistance to it. But as when I sit down and do it, I'm glad I did kind of a thing. Yeah. But like this for this one, it's like it's just even though I said leading up to this, I was like, I, I just want to rip these and publish them now. I'm sitting here going, no, like I'd be doing a disservice to whoever may click the click the link, which honestly is a huge honor that anyone would ever actually say, I want to listen to you and I'm committing the fact that they're actually committing going from Facebook or Instagram or their email, wherever they found it and saying, you know what, I'm going to tune into this experience. I'm going to trust you. To me, I feel like that means I owe there, there's a level of care that needs to be owed for that. Yeah, even like the mere fact someone clicks the link, just clicks the link, and then that you know they get on the first like three or four minutes and like oh these guys are morons. Like it happened too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go back to this. Like <laughs> that is that's so cool. Yeah. I mean that's that's really a a cool thing. So I mean look I. I think whatever whatever you want to do is cool. I'm I'm comfortable with uh with the edits of course, but then also uh you know letting it run letting it run wild. Um it doesn't make make much of a difference um for me. It's just it's it's always interesting how the um the topic of conversation starts and then it just sort of has a life of life of its own and it it sort of weaves and it winds and it it comes to an end at some point of course but um well because it's the, a fun thing to be a part of like just to that's the inherent value i mean like that's and it's been this way for the last few episodes of edited is the first hour it's us like i have i had to cut out literally us talking about our stories so much of it because those are things we needed to discuss for us. Like those are things that we that makes this whole process part of the, part of the process is so enjoyable. Is in some se- in some sense it's therapeutic. Yeah, no, it's great. It really is. It really is great. And the thing that I love about it, the I love I love the the spectrum of humor to um, suicide. <laughs> yeah so i mean you can go there and get there like it can go to suicide yeah and, but then we can also you know find moments of humor and funniness and things that you know maybe otherwise wouldn't have been funny but you know it's funny I, I think the reason is is because we know we can't save anyone it's impossible it's impossible yeah that's true that is that is 100 percent true yeah so there's nothing left to do but just share and crack a joke or two yeah i mean it's like i had this thought today in yoga because i didn't really laugh that much this week and somebody uh, a while ago had said to me that uh laughter is power if you're not laughing there's something wrong like if you're not laughing there's something there's something wrong and that's that's the uh, uh a th- thing for me is I can take this I can take life very seriously oh yeah and I can take it very 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 seriously like every little fucking thing matters and I'm I get super sensitive and like just oh my god fucking a right like just shut up dude <laughs> and 
then I can come out of that and then see how silly I was being and laugh at all of that stuff and find the humor in it and find the 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 the, the, the humor in being a human. And that's a really fun thing. Yeah. Uh, and that that just shows me that you know, I'm on a path that like I I'm it's it's worth it. I mean, you know, in conclusion, I mean, that's really just the gift of the dark stuff. That's the gift of that dark of the darkness. Once it's looked at and dealt with. The gift of darkness. Yeah. Sit in it. It's okay to be uncomfortable. What a good app. It was an honor and a privilege, my friend. Same here. Good stuff. On that note. Me and my best friends cruising down West End Street. Hiding from cops and driving circles around the block all week. Now all of my friends died out on West End Street. They say we're born to die young, but we're just trying to live in peace. So maybe heaven is a ghetto with no bad blocks. Shangri-La dealers at the bus stop. And maybe God is just a cop that we can fast talk. So if you're guilty and you know it, put your hands up. It's just a different world for bad luck And what if death is just another pair of handcuffs Then we better run Heaven is a ghetto with no bad blocks 
Shangri-La dealers at the bus stop And they be goddesses just a cop that we can fast talk So if you're guilty and you know it, put your hands up Cause gone is just a different word for bad luck And what if death is just another pair of handcuffs?